Hi, you guys. This is your host, Jahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. I hope you all had a very Merry Christmas and are excited about the new year. I know I am. Can't wait to get 2019 started. Hoping for great things for not only me, but also you guys. So for episode seven, I think I'm going to just a little story time, you know, with Christmas just ending and New Year's right here at the doorstep. I've been so busy with preparing for the holidays and, you know, preparing to go back to work. So I really didn't do any research or prepare for this episode, but I'll be back on track next week. So until next week I didn't want to miss an episode so decided to do a story time but it's going to be a good one (laughs) for some of you you may have been wondering what my dating life has been like since I've contracted herpes now I've kind of briefed about it in previous episodes over a couple of episodes actually but I'm going to talk about now my current situation and to protect his identity, I will call my current situation, the guy that I'm dating, Jay, because he doesn't know I even do these podcasts. I have not told him. Um, not that I'm ashamed of it, but I just didn't want to tell him. I wanted this to be my own little thing. And when it becomes successful, I'll tell him if we're still together. <laughs> so anyway, so welcome to story time, episode number seven. Let's get started. So, how did me and Jay meet? Well, when I turned 40, um, actually right at my 40th birthday, um, the city that I live in, we have like a big event every year around my birthday, and so I always celebrate by going to this event. So, I started my 40th year partying, and I haven't stopped yet. (laughs) This is like my second win. People say, well, you're you're getting old. Like one of my good guy friends said, well, you're getting old. You need to slow down. I'm not slowing down. Until my body says I can't go anymore, I'm not slowing down. And for one reason, it's because I lived in a depressed state for the majority of my early years, Um, especially my 30th um, year, my 30s, early 30s, um, into like late 30s. I was very depressed. Um, I didn't have much of a social life because I moved back to my hometown without really wanting to. I moved back there because um, I got sick. Not from this, you know, not from herpes, but I got sick from another um, autoimmune disease. So I moved back home because I wasn't working like I wanted to, which meant that I didn't have the money that I needed to do things that I wanted to do. I just had the money to take care of necessities. So now that I'm a lot better, my health is better, not 100%, but my health is a lot better than what it used to be. So I'm back to working full time and I moved back to the city I love and had so much fun. And after moving back there, I decided, you know what, I'm going to turn up. Forget the fact that I'm 40. You know, most people say I don't look my age anyway. I look younger. Hence the reason (laughs) how I attracted my current situation, Jay. Um, I went to uh, a themed party at a Caribbean spot um, and 
he was there that night and um, I was sitting at the bar having drinks and he approached me. Um, and one of the things that I noticed about him, he had very nice lips and I commented on his lips, <laughs> being very forward, right? Commented on his lips and we just hit it off. We had a great time um, partying that night at the um, Caribbean spot. Um, I didn't want to leave the bar because I was actually sitting on a stool, which, you know, if you guys know, like me, um, most clubs don't have a lot of seating areas because it's supposed to, you're supposed to dance. And, um, I didn't want to leave my seat because <laughs> I'm not much of a dancer, but I like being in a club atmosphere. I'm like a chair dancer, if you will. You know what I'm saying? I have fun sitting in my chair and dancing, but I don't really like to get on the dance floor. So, um, ended up that he was like, you know, come on, come with me. And he ended up having a VIP area, very nice VIP, white decked out with white curtains. I mean, very nice VIP area. So we went over there, me and my friends, and we just partied like until three in the morning. But, um, that night I learned that he was a lot younger than me. Um, I don't know how we came across asking each other's age, but we did. And I'm 40 and he is 11 years, my junior and <laughs> 11 years. Yes. You heard me right. But he's 11 years, my junior. And so that night I really didn't think, you know, anything was going to happen. You know, I didn't think that we would continue to see each other, even though we had exchanged telephone numbers. I didn't think that much would come of it. It was just a good night. We had a good time. We flirted. We kissed a little. And that was it. You know, we got tipsy and we had a good time. So um, we did exchange telephone numbers, but I didn't expect to hear from him. And... I think a couple of days later, he called me and um, said he wanted to see me again. So we talked on the phone um, for a little bit. And um, I think that very next Saturday, he was like, I want to see you. Now, me, I'm very um, cautious when I'm dating. My house is my sanctuary. That's my safe place. So if I'm dating somebody and I don't know them, I typically do not invite them to my house. But... With this guy, which I thought was very strange, I I asked him if he wanted to come over. Or actually, I think he asked if he could come over. And I told him yes. So that Saturday, which was a week later, um, he came over and we had a great time. Um, I'm pretty sure he was expecting sex. <laughs> but he didn't get it. Um because like I've told you guys in the past, you know, if I enter into any type of sexual relationship, my partner has to know what's going on. And if I've just met, well, they have to know my situation that, you know, I have the virus. So since we had just met and I wasn't feeling having like a little cheapo nightstand, you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, told him that we could not have sex. I didn't give him a reason why. I just told him those were my standards. And if he wanted to leave, he could leave. And actually the night that we met, I remember telling him because he, I think he asked me if, if I wanted to go home with him. And I told him, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm not that type of girl. If that's what you're looking for, you can go back on, on the dance floor and find somebody else to take home. And I remember him looking at me like, why would you say something like that? And I was just like, well, you're treating me like this is going to be a one night stand. So if that's what you're looking for, find it on the dance floor. I'm not hurt. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, 
we had a very good time together. Um, he stayed all day. He came over early that day and he stayed until late in the night. And we actually had like a hurricane watch. <laughs> I think that's really why he, um, stayed so long, but yeah, he stayed all night. We just Netflix and chilled and got to know each other and it was great. So, um, after that, um, I think we kind of bonded because we just spent all day together, just getting to know each other. And, um, after that, we continued to date. We, um, he's more of a homebody. So he would invite me to come over his house or, you know, if his friends were over his house, he invited me to come over. So I did that and, you know, things were going great. Um, of course he wanted sex, but I still wasn't at a point in our friendship or relationship that we're trying to establish that I wanted to have that conversation with him mainly because I didn't know how he would react or if he was mature enough to handle the information that I was, that I would have to give him. Now, was I sexually attracted to him? Absolutely. Absolutely. But there has to be more than a sexual attraction. I have to be very thoughtful in the process of telling people my information because I don't have to tell everybody. I'm not obligated to tell everybody. I'm only obligated to tell people who I am sexually active with and choosing who I, I am sexually active with and, and, and voluntarily giving them that information. I have to be very strategic and I have to be very cautious. Is this somebody that can handle it? And do I feel that this is somebody that will accept me? If I feel that they're they're just there for sex or they're just there for the ride, I'm not going to even entertain them with giving them that information. They're not going to last. I only tell people who I feel are going to last. And I've been wrong sometimes, many times, you know, because I'm still single. <laughs> but... I still have to be cautious in that way. So we continued to date um, for two months, no sex. And did he want it? Absolutely. Did I want it? Absolutely. <laughs> but I knew what my standards were in, and my approach was in telling, you know, my partners, and I wasn't going to deviate from that. This was what worked for me was being cautious and knowing the right timing. Um, learning that person to know how they will react, will they react negatively or will they react positively just through conversation and being around that person. You can kind of get a good feel of how that person is going to react. You can't predict, but you can get a good feel of how they're going to react. So that's what I did. So on the night that I actually told Jay about the virus, um, I was at his house and we were in his bed watching TV and we were getting a little hot and heavy. And I was like, I knew I wanted to have sex at this point. <laughs> I knew I wanted to do it. So I said to myself, okay, I have to tell him because I don't know how long, how much longer either one of us can hold off on not having sex. And I didn't want any slip-ups. I didn't want to oops-ups. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to get into the act of doing something and then have to say, wait a minute, I have to tell you something. So, while we were still laying down in the bed, I just told him, I said, you know, I, I really have something important to tell you. I said, but 
I don't want you to freak out. You know, it's not that serious, but I feel that I'm obligated to tell you before we proceed with this relationship. And he was like, okay. And, um, I told him, I just point blank period told him, I said, you know, I have herpes. I didn't, it used to be way back in the day, especially when I first, you know, encountered or contracted the virus that I would beat around the bush. I would tell them the whole story of, you know, how this man, you know, my first time gave me the virus and the woe was me and the crying and, you know, turning red and tears and trying to get the guy to feel sorry for me. I don't do that anymore. It, I feel it's unnecessary because either they're going to have compassion or they're not. You know, all of the dramatics and all of that is is a bunch of waste of time. <laughs> Just cut to the chase and see how they react and accept whatever the outcome is. So I told him, I said, you know, I have herpes. Um, I've had it since I was 21. I didn't even tell him that I was a virgin when I got it. I just told him that, you know, when I contracted the virus, I didn't know that my partner had it. And we were having sex unprotected. And um, I feel that I have to tell you this before we can move forward and engage in sex as well. And I said, so he just laid there and, um, he was like, wow, that was based, that was his reaction first. And I said, you know, he got quiet. So I said, you know, you don't have to, you know, tell me what you think right now. I said, I understand if you need a couple of days to process what I just tell, told you. And I said, don't feel obligated, you know, to, um, accept me and said you know if you don't accept me that's fine if you do accept me that's fine as well I was, but I told him I said I just felt like I had to tell you this prior to us going forward so he laid there for a few minutes and I can tell he was shocked I could tell he was a little thrown off but after a few minutes he just rubbed my shoulder and he said it's okay it's okay he's like I don't see you any different and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, I don't see you any different. Now, the reason why I was kind of, I was a little shocked by his reaction because he is younger than me. He's 11 years my junior. And even though I've had these conversations in the past with guys that were his age when I was his age and some of them accepted me, I just, because of the age difference, I don't know. I just was thinking maybe he wouldn't be mature enough. I don't know. But um, he did shock me with his reaction, and he kissed me. And he said, you know, you don't have to worry about anything. And I, you know, accepted that, and I said, are you sure? And he was like, I I'm positive. He was like, I still like you. I still want to be with you. I still want to be around you. And that doesn't change the way I feel about you. And I'm paraphrasing, because I can't remember exactly what he said, but that's what I remember. <laughs> so, um... We didn't become intimate that night. Um, and I remember I asked him after he, you know, accepted me and all of that. I went into, have you ever had an STD of any sorts? And he told me he had, but not herpes. 
And I said, well, when was the last time you were tested for HIV? I went right into that conversation because I don't want me, I didn't want the conversation to go to where he felt sorry for me. And I didn't want to become a victim. I wanted us, I wanted this to be a conversation between two partners of educating each other about what their medical history was before we became intimate. And that's how you, that's the stance that I feel that everyone should take. This is a conversation that you should have with all of your partners. This shouldn't be a tough conversation. This shouldn't be an awkward conversation. This should be a real conversation. So we went right into that conversation. And so, um, you know, he just told me that he's always, you know, used protection after his instances and he's never had a problem since. And he told me when the last time he was tested, which was a while, but you know, I was like, well, we can, we can get tested, you know, and I've been tested. I had been tested prior to meeting him, you know, but recent enough for him to use that as my results. So the days that follow are always very sensitive for me after telling my partner about my status. The reason why they're so sensitive to me is because I don't know if they reacted positively, if it was just a front, like they didn't want to hurt my feelings. So they put on a great front, said it was okay, but in the back of my of, the, of their minds, they're like, oh, hell no, I'm not dealing with her, <laughs> you know? The reason why is because um, one of my, like the love of my life, that's how he reacted. He told me it was okay, but two months later we ended up breaking up. So, and I will share that in a story time at a later date. But um, yeah, so it was very sensitive the next couple of days. And I actually, and I'm, this is my advice to anyone who has the virus and they share their story with a close friend, a family member, be careful about who you share that information with because they could come off this, and I'm talking about family members or friends, when you're looking for support, you know, in dealing with um, your life after contracting the virus. Because for me, I had a really, I have a really good friend. We're friends to this day and she shares the same story. She has the virus just like me. But she's had so many negative experiences and she's so fearful about her future and what her future means. And will she ever find somebody who accepts her that she's very negative, very negative. And I, I told her, you know, that I've been seeing this new guy and I hadn't told him yet. And she was like, well, don't tell him. And you know how he's going to react when you tell him and if I were you, I wouldn't tell them, but my stance is always to tell. It's never changed. So when I told him, when I told her, excuse me, that I told him, um, she was like, well, I bet you he won't call you. I bet you he won't text you. You're probably never going to hear from him again because that's been her experience, but that's not always my experience. So she put a lot of, not fear, but she put doubt you know, in my mind that he would call, you know, I was like, well, you're probably right because I'm already in a sensitive state. So whatever she, um, bounced on me, it stuck. And I became doubtful and negative. Like I'm not going to hear from him again, especially after the first day, after telling him I didn't hear from him at all. 
Now, my tip for you when in dealing with telling your partner, allow them the time to process. This is what I'm learning. Because if you would have put yourself in their shoes and you did not have the virus, how would you react? Wouldn't you need a little time to process without any influence from that person or anyone else for that matter? You have to process what you've been told. You care about this person, but do you want to put yourself in a situation where you may contract the virus? Now, it takes a very brave person to say, you know, I love you beyond your condition. And that shouldn't be counted as very light. The person who chooses to accept you as you are, virus and all they're they're brave and they love you or they really do care about you but i'm gonna talk a little bit about that later too so um the first day he did not call me didn't text me i didn't hear anything from him so of course what she said resonated and i was like oh i won't hear from him again you know she's probably right and then i went back to my negative experiences and put him in that category of another one bites the dust. <laughs> you know, that, that old song just started to play. Another one bites the dust, <laughs> you know. So I just put him in that category. But to my surprise, I think the second or third day, he texted me and he was like, hey, I haven't heard from you. He was waiting on me to reach out to him, I guess because he didn't know how to start the conversation I I don't know but he was waiting on me to contact him so um needless to say I told my my good girlfriend I said oh you know and she was checking she was calling me did he call you I knew he wasn't gonna call you I knew he was gonna text you he you know he ain't gonna want to deal with that nobody wants to deal with that that's why I don't tell you know that was her reaction so she was putting all this feet and all this negativity into my spirit and that's why I say you have to be careful about who you try to find support with. Everybody's not going to be supportive, even if that person also has a, a virus of their own, of any kind. So, um, but yeah, needless to say, um, we continue to date. And um, I want to say not too long after that, we began having sex. So, and I've been on a hiatus because <laughs> I don't share, you know, my story with everyone. I'm very cautious about who I'll share my story with. And if I'm not telling you about my status, we're not having sex. So I was on a little hiatus. I think I was on a, it was about a year. And so, um, yeah, so we are partners in that aspect. We are sexual partners. Now, moving forward do I see myself with this man going forward I still have a lot of issues with his age I, I, I can't deny that I that I do there are some things about him that makes me pause you know he's a great guy he really is is a great guy but sometimes I feel like we're not on the same page and it's not even just because of his age it's because of his cultural background he's not American so um he's Caribbean so they I don't know I don't know enough about Caribbean lifestyle but I just know that it's different 
um, for minds, <laughs> from what I'm experiencing, you know, they have a different way of processing things, a different outlook on life. And I mean, it is what it is. So will we last right now? I'm just having fun right now. I'm just dating. And he's the only person that I've chosen to be sexually active with at this point in my life. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not feeling obligated to be in a relationship with him. And that was something I, I kind of wanted to touch on. Just because you tell somebody about the virus and they accept you doesn't mean that you're obligated to be with them because you're fearful that you won't find anybody else who will accept you. I'm here to let you know, just based off of my experience alone, other people will accept you if you're honest with them. If you give them the chance to choose they will, they will be open to sharing a life with you. I, from what I've experienced in the past, you know, Jay is not the first guy that's accepted me. I've been in relationships. You know, I was 21 when I contracted the virus. I'm 40 now. So, yeah, I've been in relationships since. Hey. Are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. not married um and I am single but I'm enjoying my singlehood um I will say that I took myself out of the game for for 10 years almost I really did I had shut down like I said in the beginning of the part of this episode um I was in a depressed state for the majorities of my 30s and so I didn't date I believe that if I had you know sought help you know, I went to therapy. There's nothing wrong with going to therapy and figuring out 
what um, what is hindering you from living your life. You know, um, I just told a good friend of mine just the other day, a male, that you know he said he felt that he was very depressed um, and that he just is stuck. I've been there. I've been where I felt like I was stuck. I wasn't happy with my career. I wasn't happy with my family home life, you know, with my immediate family members. Um, I wasn't happy because I was single and didn't see any hope. You know, I didn't have any hope of being in a healthy, happy relationship because of my situation. So I sought help. I saw it helps to talk to somebody who is unbiased, doesn't know you that well, doesn't know any of your friends, doesn't know any of your family members, and can just listen and give you a healthy perspective on what they're hearing you say and showing you how to correct your thought process and how to, you know, focus on the things that would make you happy and and living a healthier life. It, it, it's unreal how much therapy helps and it doesn't mean that you're crazy it doesn't mean that you're you know mentally incapable of figuring these things out on your own it just is a tool that helps you to see things in a more positive light and in a healthy light and to sort out the problems that is blocking you from getting there that's what therapy is and um so yeah I, I advise my friend to do that and i advise anyone to do that don't don't li- don't don't look at the the um, the the what is the word i'm looking for don't look at the um how what people may think of you if if you if they find out that you were in therapy shoot don't even tell nobody the only person that knew i was in therapy was my mom at the time and most of the reason why I was there was because of her. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah, you, you sent me to therapy. You made me go to therapy. But I had to work out the issues that I had, you know, in my family dynamic and um, how it was kind of making my outlook on life look so doom and gloom. But I'm getting off topic. So, um, but yeah, me and the guy, me and Jay, we are together. You know, I've met his friends. Do I trust him to not share my information? That's what a lot of people and my friends tend to think. Oh, well, you've told them. What if you break up? They're going to tell your business. So what? If they tell their friends, so what? If I'm not with you, I'm not around your friends. You know, and if we're, if, if you know, I remain friends with his friends. So what if he tells, you know, I'm not going to date his friends. I don't think. You know, I, I've gotten to the point where I really don't care if people found out. I really don't care. You know, if they approached me, well, he said this about you and that you had this. Yes, and so what? What, is, what difference does that make to you? You know, I know a lot of people, um, well, my friends and my, and my mom, they was like, well, what if somebody recognizes you on this podcast and they didn't know that you had it and now you have this podcast and they are listening to and they they have all of your information so what why are you listening to this podcast do you have something to tell me or is is this benefiting you you know (laughs) you know I really don't care and I think that's what is really helping me to enjoy life I don't care who knows because I feel like the stigma is the stigma this virus is not that bad do I wish it on anybody no I don't but the fact that I have it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person 
and it doesn't mean that I'm nasty or that I should feel ashamed, you know? So, yeah, so that's my story about Jay. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know if, you know, if I could see a future with him. At this point, I'm just having fun. That's what I tell my friends and my mom all the time because, you know, she still wants me to be married and give her grandkids at 40. But, (laughs) but, um, I'm just having fun. I'm just enjoying life, you know, and trying to live my best life. No pun intended. I know that's the song that's very popular now. now, So, but, um, I'm, I just want to live my best life and enjoy it to the fullest. So that is the end of my story time. I want to, um, make a couple of announcements, not announcements. I just want to <laughs> mention these things. So nobody, um, actually won my giveaway and I'm not going to do it again until a later time. Um, no one emailed me or, um, I should say messaged me through, um, anchor, um, with their story information. So there was not a winner for this winter giveaway, but I'll do it again in the summer. Hopefully, um, someone will be, um, up to sharing their story with me and the other listeners, but I do want to give a shout out. Um, I felt so, um, humbled. Um, I did receive an email from one of our listeners and I'm not going to give the listener's name or information, but I want to say thank you for emailing me. It really helped me because at one point I was like, why do I continue to do this? But I really do feel like this is my calling. I believe that you know, things happen to people, not necessarily for them. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that to say, you know, people, we all go through stuff, you know, but once we get through it, it is, I feel our obligation to help others who may be suffering what we once went through. And I feel that this is my platform and a blessing to, you know, share my experience is in order to help someone else. And so one of our listeners actually reached out to me and told me, you know, that what I am doing is, is, you know, helping them in a way. And I really appreciated that kind of put a stamp on this is what I should be doing. And this is not a waste of time. So I really appreciate that listener. Thank you so much. And if you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to me via Yahira Jones Hope at gmail.com or you can hit the message button at the bottom of the screen. Um, I will read your emails. If you don't want me to share, you know, specific information, I won't. But I do appreciate you guys listening. And um, again, this is Yahira Jones. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dating with Herpes. Be blessed. Be safe in the years. God bless. Have a good one. Thank you.